What's up, guys? Welcome back. If you're new here, however, my name is Marissa Arnone. I am a certified personal trainer and registered dietitian specializing in women's gut and hormone health. And a huge component of having a healthful gut and proper hormone imbalance is stress and managing stress. So I have grown particularly interested in the topic of stress because what you may not also know about me is I am a chronic burnouter. I have burnt out so many times in my 22 years of life that I feel like I am very qualified to speak on the subject of avoiding burnout. I can now say I have successfully avoided burnout for about two years now. And there are very specific strategies that I implement into my life to avoid this because when it happens, for those of you listening that have experienced burnout, it really sucks. It takes a toll on not only your physical, um, your physical health, also your emotional health, and it can be a real downer, especially when you have goals you want to achieve. So with all that said, I will be speaking a lot from personal experience in this one, so you may particularly resonate with it if you are also a type A individual, maybe an entrepreneur, someone who doesn't have a typical nine to five. If you do have a typical nine to five and a pretty structured work-life balance, then you can still absolutely take away a lot of things from this episode. But I'm just saying I will be speaking on personal experience, and because of that, I will resonate, I'm sure, most with those that are kind of like me in the sense of being a serial entrepreneur, thinking that they have to be productive 24-7, and feeling very guilty if you're not productive 24-7. So my story, especially when it comes to burnout, particularly starts with... I would say, yes, high school in a sense, but it got really bad once I got into college because, of course, in high school and college, you're forced to have a certain regimen with your schoolwork. You want to make sure that you get straight A's so that you can get into the best college and have the best career, and all these things are drilled into your head at a very early age. So this puts a lot of kind of unnecessary stress on young people. And it definitely had its effects on me. I was in high school working four jobs at one point. Yes, all part-time because it's you literally don't have enough hours in the day to work full-time. But for me, I did notice that I would go through periods of complete and utter exhaustion, complete and utter unmotivation. There was nothing I could do or say or will myself into doing when I got in those mental states. And those states could last anywhere from a couple days to over a month. And it got especially worse when I got to college because a lot of things in my life changed. I was taking a lot of gen ed courses that didn't really interest me. So I was already pushing myself to do certain things that I didn't necessarily want to do. And then on top of that, I had two sales positions. The first one was as a sales rep for a custom apparel company, which was fine. And I really did enjoy that job. However, my second quote unquote sales position was with a multi-level marketing company. And in these MLMs, 
what you are taught is you need to spend all waking hours of the day doing, quote, income producing activities, unquote. And if you don't fill up your days with income producing activities, you should be ashamed. You should be ashamed if you take the end of a long day to watch Netflix or do something that they deem as unproductive, not fulfilling to the soul or whatever the BS they'll try and tell you to make you feel guilty for having a normal life and having balance. So it took me a really long time to unlearn all of that. And now after being free from the chains of multi-level marketing, two years, actually it's been three years later, I've been free from it for three years, I have developed really good habits to avoid burnout. And I can say now I've successfully avoided it for about, I would say two, two to three years. I mean, COVID was a whirlwind as far as mental health goes, but I'm talking specifically in the sense of burning out from overdoing it, whether that's overdoing it through exercise or overdoing it through work. There's tons of different ways for you to overdo it. And our bodies crave balance. This is something I tell all of my clients. Any, I can give you tons of different examples of how our bodies crave balance, especially when it comes to nutrition. There are certain nutrients that your body craves in a balance. And if you have one, too much of one, you can actually offset some really important metabolic functions and what have you. So that's just one little example of why our bodies crave balance or how, but our bodies also crave the balance of stress versus recovery. The things that we're doing day to day, whether it be strength training or going to a really rigorous job, let's say you work in a hospital, for example, those things require some capacity of stress. And in some cases, stress is a good thing. It's not always inherently bad, but it does get bad when you do too much to put too much stress on your body and you do not have any activities or habits that actively reduce that stress or increase your body's ability to handle that stress. So when I'm talking about burnout, I'm really talking, defining it in a sense that you're doing too much that is causing too much stress on the body to where your body doesn't know what else to do other than shut down and force you to recover. So you are being forced by yourself, whether you like it or not, to stay in bed, have no will or drive to continue doing what you were doing before. And it really does a number on our mental health. That is a huge kicker here. Not just our physiological stress when it comes to like inflammation or breaking things down, like breaking down your muscles. I'm talking about the psychological component of burnout and why that is so important to talk about in today's society where we are taught to bump and grind all the time, go, go, go until you can't anymore. To the point where I think it's actually promoted 
burnout is promoted nowadays. Uh, people say, I worked so hard that XYZ happened, um, that I had to sleep for 20 hours. And people prioritize that productivity mindset of, I worked day and night to get this done until it happened. And yes, sometimes it can be motivating. Sometimes it can be inspiring, but it does have its negative effects. So now let's get into, I think, three things. It might end up being more, but for now, at least what I have in my outline for this episode, there are three primary things that are going to help you avoid burnout. The first one is prioritizing things you love to do. It seems obvious, but you and I both know that you're not doing that enough. And it's not things that have to be super expensive. For example, for me, I would love to go jet skiing every weekend. Um, Do I have the money to do that right now? Or would it be a good financial decision? No. But what I can do is I can go take dance classes. I could literally just get in my living room and dance by myself. And that is a way that I relieve stress. And it's something that I love to do. And it's also beneficial for my body, increasing my cardiovascular health. So there's a lot of great reasons great things that I can do and you can do to manage your stress. And a lot of those things has to be doing things that you love to do. Um, You have to prioritize time in the days to do those things. Think about all of the things that you really like to do that can take less than 30 minutes. I'm sure there's some stuff, reading a good book, journaling, watering and admiring your plants, There's baking. Um, There's so many things that you could do that take up less time than you might anticipate. It doesn't mean that you have to spend an entire day dedicated to something. However, I do believe that there are times for that as well. I've gotten to a point where I know myself and I know my body very well on how much of anything I can handle at a given time. And there will be moments where I'll say to myself, If I don't stop right now, I'm going to burn out and I don't want to do that. So I get proactive. I take a break. And guess what? Sometimes taking a break involves me completely vegging out in front of the couch and watching a movie or watching Netflix. If I did that uh, three or four years ago, I would be watching my show actively in the back of my head feeling guilty that I'm not doing something else thinking about all of the things I should be doing in that moment, and as a result, not being present. And when you're not present, you're not truly enjoying the moment. And if you're not enjoying the moment, it's counterproductive to actually relaxing. You're not actually relaxing. If you're thinking about all the other things that you should be doing right now, you are speeding up your heart rate. Your brain and your heart are so connected, you probably don't even realize that you're working yourself up while you're watching Netflix. So let's not do that. Let's actually dedicate time to relaxing in whatever way that makes you happy and makes you feel good. Maybe you live in Florida like me and you can go down to the pool and just sit in the sun for like 15 to 30 minutes. Even just doing that can increase your mood, help you relax help you slow down a little bit, collect your thoughts so that you can bounce back and be even more productive 
than if you would have forced yourself to do something you hated to do. Notice that I haven't made a podcast in, I'd say like a month now. It's actually for a reason. And the funny thing is I had this podcast idea for about three weeks now, but I had other priorities and I had other things that I needed to take care of first so that I could actually sit down and make this podcast and collect my thoughts in a way that I wasn't just word vomiting into the microphone and making you guys listen to that because then I wouldn't be a good single podcast host. I know I don't have anybody else to do this with me right now. And I'm just trying to get my bearings with this podcast. And that was a reason why I took my time with this one particularly. I want to lead by example. And I wouldn't have been a good example if I faked it by forcing myself to do this podcast on an exact day in an exact time. That is also why I have not come out and say, I'm going to put out a podcast episode every Tuesday, or I'm going to put out a YouTube video every Tuesday. I do not hold myself to that schedule because I know if I do that for too long, yes, it's good to have discipline and it's good to have routines, but if it's at the expense of my mental health, there's no point. Plus, I want to feel fulfilled in what I am doing, in the things that require me to be productive. For you, it could be your job. It could be your children. The thing that you do the most, which could be going to work, caring for your children, require you to feel good about those things and have a sense of fulfillment and passion in those things. So let's say I did this podcast episode a few weeks ago when I really wasn't feeling it. I would walk away knowing I forced it, knowing it wasn't as high quality as it could have been, and ultimately not feeling fulfilled or passionate about it. And that's what starts a vicious cycle of you pushing through times where you could be relaxing and winding down and getting ready to be more productive and instead causing yourself to feel bad and about not doing the things that you genuinely love to do. I wouldn't genuinely love making this podcast if I had to force myself to do it every single week on the dot with no exceptions. Yes, there are circumstances where you have to do things like that, but think about the long-term implications. Sure, I could do it for probably a few months, but then after that, I'd probably have to take a break or a hiatus. That's why you'll notice a lot of people on social media, especially big influencers, taking like a six-month, a 12-month break sometimes less than that, but either way, you'll notice that they take significantly long breaks from posting at all. That is because they put themselves on this schedule and give themselves these certain expectations that they have to post every single day, certain time of day, create the schedule, this artificial schedule, essentially, because it doesn't matter. You could post two times a week. You could post six times a day. The fact that you're showing up and creating valuable content is what's important. So when influencers 
get in the mindset of I have to push these out, especially when they get involved with brand deals. I feel like that's where it happens a lot because with brand deals, you have these rules, you have these guidelines. Whereas um, if you're just doing a free form version of social media and you're not adhering to any of these rules, it can be more lax and you can take your time with it. But once influencers get involved with brands, that's when they have to like really get on their shit. And because of that, they can burn out very fast. And you may think, oh, social media is not a hard job. Um, You're kind of right. But at the same time, it has its own um, hurdles and obstacles. So that's why you see a lot of these big influencers take these long hiatuses. It's because they're burning out and they haven't yet found ways to manage that burnout and make sure that they can continue at the rate that they were going in the first place. That is also why you cannot get into a routine where you are working out seven days a week, two hours each day, and not eating enough. Your body craves balance. That is completely going overboard with your quote unquote health and fitness. And as a result, you burn out and then you stop for what? How long? You can do that for two weeks. Let's say you do it for two weeks. You're probably going to burn out and not do it for another entire month. You're going to get back into it. It's this all or nothing mindset grind that people people are going about life the completely wrong way when they do this. Um, yes, there's a lot of success stories with entrepreneurs, you know, working in the wee hours, like 3 a.m. to make their dreams happen. And you can do that in small spurts, but trying to maintain a level of 90 plus percent productivity all the time will result in burnout. And then you will not be productive. You'll be productive 0% of the time. So it is 100% better for your mental health and for your stress management to, let's say, be productive 50 to 70% of the time. I don't know. I'm making up numbers in my head to get a point across that balance is more important than those moments of extreme grind. And that is something that I had to come to terms with in my life. And because of that, I have been able to find so much success, more success than I had when I was like forcing myself to do things that ultimately ultimately didn't lead me to be fulfilled at the end of the day. And so with all of that being said, that is point number one. You have, I think I went out on a complete tangent, but seriously, prioritize things that you love to do. It doesn't have to be expensive, but if you do want to take a weekend getaway, there's cheap uh, vacation rentals, or if you want to go visit family somewhere far, you don't even have to pay for a hotel. There are so many options. I think it's also very important to spend time with the people you love, um, whether that's friends, family going out of your way to do those things, it really does fill your soul. I think with COVID, we have been really isolated and we're kind of just now getting back into the groove of seeing people every day um, and not behind masks either. So with that, I've noticed in my personal life, I feel 10 times more inspired, 10 times more fulfilled and passionate about what I'm doing when I actually am talking to people instead of posting on social media 24 seven, I did both. I did the thing where I was posting on social media all the time. I was just in my room making content and yes, commenting on 
posts, it's not the same <laughs> as meeting up with people in person, like really feeling that energy with somebody. I think that is also really important. And I think that can fall into the category of just things that you love to do. Number two is seriously tied into number one. And I've already touched on it. So I'm not going to go too deep into this one. Honor your breaks and recovery. And please don't feel guilty the way I did. Your body is really good at knowing when it needs a break. You just have to get more in tune with it um, and really dive into the ways that your body's telling you to slow down. It looks a little bit different in certain people. Maybe it's fatigue. Maybe you actually get sick. We can stress ourselves out uh, psychologically to the point where we get physically ill. And if you're listening to this episode, I bet you've experienced that in some form of another or another. I sure have. And so I don't want you to continue down that path because that's just exacerbating your stress response. And we like our parasympathetic nervous system. We like our rest and digest a lot because that's what helps us have a healthy gut as well and healthy hormone balance. So you see where this all ties in. Stress is very, um, very tied to gut and hormone health. That's why I've really taken a liking to it and have become really interested in it because they're completely intertwined and you can't have one without the other. And then point three, and I cannot stress this enough, your basic needs will always come first. Your sleep, your exercise routine, whatever you choose to do to be physically active, your nutrition, hydration falls into that category, making sure you're well hydrated, and your stress management. I know a lot of you listening have kids. I also know a lot of you listening probably work in a field where you are serving other people, but you cannot pour all of the energy you want to pour into, whether it's your work, your children. I mean, having children is definitely a full-time job, so I count that as work. Um, you cannot do those things without prioritizing your self-care. If you really take a step back, hone in on your sleep, your nutrition, your exercise, all of these things, you will then be able to do even more for the people you care about the most. I promise you, if you really can't do much when you're burnt out and exhausted all of the time due to overstimulation and overstress. And that's the biggest thing that I help people with. I, the common denominator with so many of my clients that I work with is stress. So we work to find ways to combat stress in their daily lives so that they can do what they love as best as possible. And I think that's the end of the episode. I totally poured into number one, prioritizing the things you love to do. I really like this podcast. I really like doing this. Um, I'm currently alone in my room. I feel like I'm talking to all of you and it's definitely more personal than just typing up comments on social media. And because of that, like I do feel really fulfilled sharing these tips with you as well. Um, I know from a personal account of how impactful stress is on the body and what happens when you overdo it. 
I have always filled up my plate too much. And now I'm finally at a point where I've taken a step back. Yes, I had to push myself through my education or else I literally wouldn't be sitting here as a registered dietitian today. But even throughout those times where I really had to grind, I I really prioritized all those three things. Listen, those three tips are the reason why I was able to study full-time six weeks for my RD exam and the reason I passed it on my first try. I had to understand that if I tried to study 12 hours a day and made myself miserable doing so, I would burn out. It would get to week four, five, and six. I wouldn't want to do it anymore and I wouldn't absorb, maintain the information as well as I could. So what I did instead, even when I say I studied full-time, that really only looked like four to six hours a day for the first uh, four or five weeks. And then, yes, that week leading up to it, I did hunker down and I was studying more like eight or nine hours a day. But with those four to six, you know what I did? I would leave my house and go watch the sunset. (laughs) As simple as it is, I would plant my feet into the sand and I would watch the sunset. Not every single night, but luckily for me, I live close enough to the beach where I am fortunate enough to do that. Um, Getting out in nature is such a integral part of my strategy to avoid burnout. Uh, We're very far removed from the earth sometimes when we just stay in our houses. And I know with COVID too, we were taught really, well, we had to, we absolutely had to in those moments. But now that we can get more outside, don't forget about it. Go get sunlight, go touch sand, go seriously, go touch grass. I know people say that as like, you know, a demeaning comment, but I'm saying it in like a really sincere and um, caring way. I really want you to go touch some grass. So what I want you to do after you finish listening to this episode, figure out some things that you can do that don't really cost any money or very little money that you genuinely love to do. Make a list of those things and find at least a couple times in the week to touch on one of those things, whether it is like going and watching the sunset. Um, Also changing your environment. For me, for all of those that work from home, this is really essential. I find that I can actually get more work done if I'm consistently changing up my environment, whether that's switching from my bedroom to the living room, living room to an office, office to my pool outside, my pool to a coffee shop. Me doing that consistently has helped me increase my productivity instead of like forcing myself to work in the same spot every day and be that regimented. So that's another tip for my work at home peeps. And with all of that. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day, week, night, whenever you are watching this. And if you are looking for a registered dietitian or a personal trainer to help you with those goals, especially number three, helping you prioritize your basic needs and really honing in on those and achieving balance in all of those areas, I'm your girl. So you can go to my website, sofasocietyllc.com, and there will be on the homepage, an area for you to apply to work with me. And once you do that, we can set up a free consultation to go over just really, I just want to learn more about you and see 
where and how I can help. So I really look forward to talking with you and I will see you in the next episode.